Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live Mana Ministries presents Gratitude Unfiltered. You are in for a treat today. So if you're watching on social media, please like, subscribe, and share. If you're watching on the Live Mana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, thank you so much for supporting our network. Uh, God bless you guys. This is going to be an awesome, awesome show. We'll see you shortly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. I am so blessed to be here today. As I said yesterday, this is my favorite thing in the world to do, broadcasting. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. We are in for an awesome treat. It's so it's it's interesting to me. I leave Los Angeles over a year. Golly, it's been longer than that now. Over a year and a half ago, and ever since I left, I've been more engaged in the film industry, TV, and everything else, whether it was in Oklahoma, even Minneapolis. But today, I get to speak to a fellow Okie, not really from Oklahoma, but that's where he resides now. And a lot of people don't know this, but Oklahoma, of all places on the planet, Oklahoma right now is becoming a little mini mecca of the film industry. And there are so many talented filmmakers in Oklahoma, whether it's Oklahoma City or Tulsa. Um, I am really excited and blessed about our guest uh, today, Sam Ojo. Ojo, did I say it right? Oh, oh, oh no, I butchered it. I just asked him again. It's not Ojo, it's Ojo. It's Ojo, Ojo, Sam Ojo. He's got an amazing film that, I mean, everything I'm reading about this rips my heart out. But I want you to hear it from him. I haven't been able to see this film yet, but this is something that it, it hits me deep in my spirit because, well, when you hear about it, you'll understand. Our life's mission with what we do with the Live Mono Worldwide Network, even outside of the media stuff, like this is what it's all about. And here he is. He's making a film. And I think you guys are going to be really, really excited about this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man of the hour, Sam Oh, 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 dude. Oh, dude. my dyslexia is like 
I, I, I just confirmed this, and it's so ridiculous. I even listened to your interview when you were in, uh, you were t speaking to that TV show yeah. in Africa. Yeah. I even listened to them say it. Yeah. I am so bad about that. Please forgive me, my man. I'm really sorry. Oh, you, you are totally forgiving. And basically, you know, Ojo is African. OO is Mexican. And you know the meaning of OO is no. high. High. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. So in, in Spanish, oh is high. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta learn Spanish. I barely even speak English, as you can tell. So, <laughs> I, and Thank I, you for having me. <laughs> this is one of those times that I wish, like, I could edit, but I don't edit. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. My man, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I, I want to get right. Well, actually, first thing, before we do all that, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for being alive today. Why is that? I am, <laughs> That's a dumb question, but basically, why? You know, all over the world, we face pandemic which basically has touched the real fabric of our livelihood, our movement, our liberty, our freedom, and our, you know, uh, association as a group of people. And sadly, a lot of people died from this pandemic. Yeah. It's not because we were better or we were in a, or we are in a better health mm. shape, but because of the grace of God. Amen. So for being alive today, I am very grateful. That's a really beautiful answer. It's funny when people say I'm grateful to be alive, it's one of those things that I just look at them and go, Oh God, come on. Really? Like, give me something else. But that is a very sincere heartfelt form of gratitude. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So tell us tell us a little bit about where you grew up, because I have a feeling that where you grew up had a lot to do with why you created this film. Oh, very. Thank you for that question. So I was born in a city where heart and culture is like top notch, like everybody does, you know, acting, um, stage play, or whatever. And that city is actually one of the UNESCO um, World Heritage uh, acclaimed place. And, you know, I, my, my dad was a photographer, so I grew up around 1980s to late 80s to, uh, I mean, late 70s to 80s. Mm -hmm. And basically, in my in my lifetime, I have lived in seven countries, and I have visited thirty seven countries. And even within the United States, uh, my first three years in the United States, I visited all the states, including uh, Guam, Puerto Rico, and uh, of course Alaska and Hawaii. Within three years of my residing in the United States, so. Exploring and traveling is one of the greatest greatest assets that I believe I have. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Yeah. And I basically love meeting people. I like talking to people. I like spreading the word. And I'm very passionate about all the problems, the social vices in different community. And I'm thinking, what can I do to help? And that is one of the reasons why I decided to make a movie that will help some people to be a better person. I love that. So, but you were born in Nigeria, right? Oh, I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were born in Nigeria. I got the traveling part, and then I'm going, well, you got lucky. You got to travel some cool places, but you were born yes. in Nigeria. Yes, I was born in Nigeria, and um, I had my uh, elementary school in Nigeria, and I had my high school in Nigeria as well, St. Thomas Aquinas College. And I went on to go to a school of technology. So basically, I was trained as a geologist and eventually I became an engineer. And, uh, uh, you know, I work in oil and gas and worked around the world and stuff like that. And um, I moved on to the United Kingdom to have my master's degree. And I lived in the United Kingdom for some time. During those period, I was able to produce some movie. It's basically Christian low-budget movie. Yeah. And uh, when I moved to the United States, I first lived in Utah, uh, Salt Lake City. And after that time, I, I spent about five years in, in, in Utah, and then I moved to Oklahoma, and I've lived in Oklahoma now for six years. What what made you move to Oklahoma? It's an interest. I have another friend that lives, she lives in San Diego. Okay. She is now house shopping in like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas. Like she's looking to see where she wants to move. Why did you choose Oklahoma? T tell her to move to Oklahoma. I actually, did. Actually. I gave her my mom's website. <laughs> Oklahoma is a beautiful place. And I think it's very well underrepresented in the in the media and in, in the social world generally. Um, the first thing that made me to decide to move to Oklahoma was because I had an opportunity to work here. So when I, when I got that opportunity, I went online and searched about the, my new place, you know, searching for Oklahoma, searching for Tulsa. And I must be honest with you, um, what I read online was not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, too, <laughs> too, too many, many bad, bad, bad stuff. Mm. Um, I, I can mention about crime. I can mention about racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can mention about so many things. In fact, I must be, I must say this. When I decided to move, one of my friends in Utah said, why are you going to the South? They will lynch you. I said, well, <laughs> if they lynch me, then so be it. But the main reason why I moved was because of the economic reason. Of course, I got a job here. And the second reason is if it is true that there is a lot of racism, they must see a lot of us for things to change. Because when people are not familiar with 
things, fear set in. And mm -hmm. that is that fear boils into racism. And it's not only from the white community, we have that in the black community, and we have that in different community because people are not familiar with the other side. But I must say this, when I now moved to Oklahoma, one good thing was I was able to show up for a good church that I want to attend which I really did not have that luxury in Utah. <laughs> and not that there, there are a lot of churches, we have more more LDS and stuff. I'm not Mormon, but we had a lot of that. But when I moved to Oklahoma, there were you know opportunities for me yeah. to really look for a Christian home where I can worship. Yeah. And I think that was a plus. Another good thing was it's a really good place to start a business, the, you know, low cost of, you know, getting a property, buying stuff and, and, and you know, equip your, your business and, you know, let it grow. And when I move over here, I decided that, okay, what can I do to help this society? And that's why I decided to be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, Oklahoma, I remember I went to Westmore High School, and I swear to you, uh, it felt like, and then maybe there was more, but I graduated with almost a thousand people, and you know, I mean, it was ninety, probably ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent white in the school, yeah. and and I remember, like, I, you know, it was you when I all I had seen was Oklahoma, like I didn't know what to think. I was always drawn to people that were different than me, but I remember this guy when we were playing football, and again, relatively sheltered in the small junior high, going into high school, and I remember seeing this enormous man that was only, you know, a senior in high school, yeah. but he scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> I Cooper, and I love him to death because, like, almost immediately, and he was a terrifying on the football field. Wow. But he really showed me love and like any type of like being, you know, and oh, let me rewind a little bit. Going like little league football in junior high, we mainly played against white kids. So we didn't see a lot of people that were different than us. Yeah. And, so, and then going into high school, it was like different. He immediately took me under his wing. Yeah. And if he would not have done that, I don't know how different my experience would have been in high school. And even moving forward with my love for the world. And so I, I've always, like, I understand that fear going into Oklahoma because there is there is some closet racism it, because it's in the middle of the world and it's mainly white people there. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. And it's really hard, I think, for my father's generation that was separated uh, or, you know, he grew up on a farm. I, I, I could see why some people just out of ignorance would be scared, therefore become a little bit racist. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, there's so, at least I've been here six years, there's so many good people in yeah. Oklahoma. That's why I keep, I, I still live here, right? But you know, generally in life, um, we remember people that did bad to us. If you are 1,000 people and just one person is just a bad person, you yeah. can just randomly conclude that 
those set of people <laughs> like that. It's, and it was just one person. Mm. And um, there are so, I have met so many good people here in Oklahoma. For example, in my movie, you will see that people came together, uh, white folks, black folks, um, Mexicans, um, uh, uh, Filipinos, and different set of people. We came together to make this work. It shows that it's a community that is very welcoming. Is just not well represented in the media. And that's one of the reasons why we decided to be making good stuff about Tulsa, Oklahoma, about Oklahoma as a whole. So that yeah. when you and every other person go on to the, to the social media or go on the internet to Google Tulsa, they keep seeing good stuff. They keep seeing what we are doing. They keep seeing the good side of Oklahoma. And that's exactly what we want to do. And I'm really very passionate that I want companies to make Oklahoma their first choice of place where they can establish their business. And when they keep seeing all this good stuff on, you know, on the internet, it's just a natural instinct to want to place their company there. But when they see all this wrong information, which mm -hmm. is not basically true, um, mm -hmm. they might be scared to come over here. And so we, I personally would love to encourage the government, the people to look into investing really heavily into media. Media is very powerful. Amen. For example, I knew Tulsa, the first time I knew Tulsa was 1986. When I read the book of Aura Robots, I saw Evan. <laughs> so I, I, everybody was no Tulsa for good stuff. I knew it as a Bible college, Bible belt and stuff like that. So how the thing has changed over the years is kind of very phenomenal. I, um, I was looking at the cast and I showed it on the screen there just a second ago. And it is quite a diverse crowd. And, and it it's sneaky diverse. It's just where you grow up. And it's a, di a bit segregated um, because of the suburbs and things like that. But it's slowly starting to change. And I love that. And I don't want to make a whole interview about Oklahoma, but Oklahoma <laughs> really is a special place. I mean, I, I needed to leave. And it was the best thing in the world for me. And, and I'm fortunate to live in Minneapolis now. I love the city. I love, you know, L.A. I still call home because it's where I died and, and where I found life. So yeah. the city is always going to be a very special place. But my church and the ministry I'm a part of, Word of God Church in Oklahoma City, that's that's my church, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and But I'm, for, again, fortunate to be here and getting to do what we're doing. But Oklahoma is a great place. There's a great opportunities for people in the film industry. Yeah. Um, it's a great landscape for films because even though there's not mountains like you see in California, we do <laughs> have our Buckle Mountains and we yeah. have the largest hill. <laughs> so, correct, correct. There's so many outdoors um, that we can enjoy in Oklahoma. And this is one of the things that we, we, we will be doing eventually in our second, third or fourth movie to show the the uh, 
the attraction where visitors can come in and spend their money and relax and of course generate revenue for the state of Oklahoma. That's right. Well, then if you're, you know, one of those people that don't really like um, a lot of the restrictions that have happened around and so like in California and New York, Oklahoma is pretty, uh, pretty open right now. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, Oklahoma looks better and better. And the weather is crazy as it is. No, I love the weather. You know, I'm from originally from Africa. It's tropical, so um, it's. I, I love the weather here. You know, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just perfect for sun. I want to go back to Nigeria really quick um, because, and, be, and then I want to get into the film. Okay. But what was it like for you as a as a kid growing up in Nigeria? Well, um, I'm from a, what we would call middle class family. And um, we, we have six, like my parents, my dad and my mom, um, they have six children, um, five boys and a girl. So I'm the fourth child. Wow. And yeah, so, and to be honest, I really do, I don't see too much of, differences because uh, it's funny when you meet people and they they think that growing up will be like um, different it's not actually different like uh, we started trying to you know uh, drive a car at the age of 14, 15, you know, we kind of sneaking into our dad's car and, you know, <laughs> have an accident, get chastised and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And um, I, I have been a stubborn, very stubborn, stubborn boy growing up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was a really stubborn and I'm still very stubborn. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so um we we didn't have too much definitely um but we we're no beggars um god you know provided all through uh it's it, it wasn't easy but, but it's it, and I, I i would say i give all glory to god and particularly to to my dad um he he really tried for every one of us and make sure that we we had qualitative education so um some of us went to private schools and uh, uh we went to one of the best schools around and uh, yeah so it's it was just one of those things i i really don't see too much of differences except the cultural differences but in terms of availability of what you can afford is almost the same. You know, it. I interviewed, um, it, it, the contrast is polarizing to me because there's an organization that I that I did a, a, a cyber chat or simulcast on Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm going to pronounce that name wrong too, I, but I love them. And they're an or, it's a nonprofit organization that works with the youth to prevent them from having a life of crime. Yeah. And... Uh, and, and to help provide opportunities. But the contrast is starkly different because here they barely had any internet and yeah. in the conditions that they were living in, they, they're the kids that were just pulled off the street basically. 
And through this program, a lot of them have been, been given opportunity and have been able to go on and they're starting to grow and starting to believe that God has something more for them. Um, so it's cool to get to see the other side of it. I've, yeah. I've always had my first vision as a kid was me in Africa. And I, I never been to Africa. I didn't know. I like the only reason I know it's Africa is because now later in life, I was like, Oh, that's Africa. But I was seeing it. And as a place that I was going to serve, even before I even knew what serving was. Um, I I, I need to tell you this so that you won't be disappointed when, particularly when you go to Nigeria, I've been to a few countries in Africa. Um, In Nigeria, um, what you will see will be different from what you are seeing here. But it takes a deep understanding to understand the way of life of people there. For example, from the airports, you will just feel like, oh my gosh, these people are poor. (laughs) But that's not really the reality. It might not look as fancy as what we have here. Sure. But people, apart from that, people are rich in the mind. People, People go with their daily life and they are, they, they are happier. I would say that they are happier. So, and when you are happy, you are very rich. I, I agree with that because the happiest times in my life were after losing everything. So, and I'm grateful for the journey that, you know, I've been blessed to be on since giving my life to the Lord. But when I had money, <laughs> I was a miserable human being. Um, let's get into the movie. Alejandro. Okay. Alejandro, yeah. Okay. Alejandro. Something right today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the film and where the inspiration came from. Yeah. I, I, this is a true life event. And I will try not to give you a spoiler so people can go to the cinema or go online to see it when it's out. But I will, I, I will tell you the synopsis of the movie. So it's about this guy who is considered a lesser man in the society. He's a Mexican guy. He's struggling financially, but he has a happy family, hmm. um, well-knitted, uh, close-knit family. And he found himself in, in, in a place where he's being um, wrongfully accused for the crime that he did not commit. And he has been in jail for about two years um, and he was about to be sentenced, um, about to be completely railroaded for that crime that he did not commit. You know, it, it, there's a lot of circumstantial um, um, events around him that everybody will feel that he actually committed that crime. And there's another guy who is not considered as an appropriate person. He's a black guy <laughs> in Oklahoma. He's a successful lawyer. He's, he has an accent, but he's very savvy in the legal profession. So it's not the most appropriate in the, in the courtroom, but he's very savvy. 
And uh, this guy, because you only see a very successful African lawyer in Tulsa, Oklahoma, let's be real. So, so that's why it's kind of different from the general movie that people will see. So this African guy out of uh, pro bono decided to step in on an allocution for this um, Mexican guy, Alejandro. But the real story, the real impact was that this African guy, this lawyer is so busy with work that he does not take seriously his family, his children, his just career and busy and busy. So why helping Alejandro? He sees so much passion in how the family comes together and be one. And that actually transforms his own life as a person of becoming a better person for the wife, for the children, and for his community. And that is the lesson for that. And this was taken from the excerpt in the Bible, Psalm 46, that our God is, is available in times of trouble. Alejandro was in distress. He lost all hope and was about to be sentenced for something that he did not do. But God raised a man to help him. And also Psalm 121, when it says, I look up onto the hills from where cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So basically, God touched the heart of this African guy because he wouldn't do that on the bono by himself if not that God intervened. So that is the lessons from those movies. And I want to encourage every one of you to look out for that. It's coming out on the cinema. It's going to be boom. I'm excited about it. I mean, just looking at the cast, it's, I don't know, sometimes you can look at that. You know, you I look at IMDb all the time, and yeah. I, look, I like to look at the different cast and how it's put together, and sometimes I'm going, really? Like, how does this work? But there's something about unity is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, I agree. And I really, I, I'm excited to see it. I'm kind of jealous I didn't get to see it beforehand. Maybe I pronounced everything correctly after I saw it, but I, I'm excited to see it, and it's something that I truly, truly believe in. It's in post-production now, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's in post-production, and we are going really fast to make sure that we meet the deadline that we have told our fans. And right now, we have about 11,000 people wanting to see the movie right now without any hardware so i'm kind of very nervous that when this comes out man it's just gonna be a bomb <laughs> without any advertisement that's really so are the theaters now like the theater business here at least where i'm at is struggling but we also have a lot of people living in fear minneapolis and minnesota as a whole is a place that's been really kind of wrecked by COVID and opinions aside about COVID how in Oklahoma, like are all the theaters open or people still attending films there, uh, films in theaters? Yeah. People scantily go to the 
Tierra right now, but <laughs> it's not too profitable. Like if you go to Tierra, you probably see two or three people wow. in the whole of the auditorium. So it's not really very promising. So sure. we are looking at the the uh, how things will be by the time everything is done, and that will determine how we really want to pro uh, progress. We probably might just send this to to the online straight away if there have not been too much of traffic in the theater. Yeah, we um I had a meeting. I saw a producer for a network, and it, it's an up and coming network, but it's about to explode because of the projects and i've shared with you privately what some of those yeah, projects are that's right we met with um a a, a company yesterday okay. that has they're getting ready to launch the uh, justin bieber concert this weekend it's the first concert i guess he's done in four years or something wow. or a live a live event I, I forgot exactly what it was yeah but we got to see the technology for it and i was freaking out because one i'm constantly tinkering with technology trying to build out the you know the platform and make improvements to it and the way this vision that i have and what i'm creating yeah. it's like i can see i see something that's not available yet and that i'm still trying to build it anyway okay we, we met a group yesterday that has some really interesting pieces that oh my gosh man i like i really think that it will save the movie industry as a whole uh, and make it profitable just because of not only how it delivers the a film, concert, whatever, but the user experience is different because the most annoying thing in the world when you go to a movie is people talking. Yes. <laughs> everyone want to do during the film. They want yeah. to know, oh my God, did you see that? I the movie. movie. <laughs> And so it kind of gives people that experience. So we'll see. But I, listen, man, I'm I'm really excited about this film. I'm excited about seeing it. Um, and you know, obviously, anything we can do to support, we're we're gonna do. But the film, the film, just to clarify, it's complete. Like post production, it's ready yeah. to go soon. Yeah, everything, uh, shooting and everything, filming, both. We film here in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and in Nigeria. So we have big faces, wow. like big cinema faces. Um, uh, we have Tina Mba, we have Nancy Sime, we have Afisa Yeturu, we have uh, Troy Powell. Troy Powell featured in a movie called um, Unplanned. I don't know if you've seen it. It's no. about the abortion and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, unplanned, unplanned was unplanned. Unplanned, yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, it's a really good movie, and it was number four nationwide. And uh, so uh, we are ready for it. And during the time that we are filming this movie, we came top nine on the entertainment news alongside Gwen Stovani, Nick <laughs> Charlton, Christine uh, <laughs> Chenoweth. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that we are proud of, you know. You should um, be proud of it. I think it's incredible. I actually read that. That was, uh, yeah, I read about that uh, today, in fact. That's yeah. a good company to be in, my man. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm, you.
so what are you what else are you working on right now are you just are you focused on this or do you have some other things that you are you're working on behind the scenes that you want to share with people yeah my major focus right now is getting this movie complete mm -hmm. and get it out there so that we can start having some returns to focus on our um new movie that is is right now at the at the inception stage you know um we had we are still conceptualizing the whole ideas and stuff like that we have the story we have the ideas of the cast that we wanted to use but mm -hmm. you know need more more you know scrutinization talk back and forth the storyline with the american audience the storyline with african audience would this appeal to the uh, latinos and the south americans or the asians and you know move everything together but basically what we're trying to do is to make sure that our movie have a global um audience uh, one thing that is the same between you and me is pain. We cry the same way. We experience pain the same way. You might be culturally different from me, but if someone punch you on the face, it's going to hurt. Yeah, so, I'm not going to like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to leverage on that and tell the story. Mm. And ultimately, we want a story that promotes the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. and get more people to the Christian Dome. I love that. And I love the fact that you're not in LA. I love the fact that you're, you know, you're in Oklahoma of all places. And here it is. You have, you've created a film, but you have other films that you're creating. You're, 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 you're basically bringing Hollywood to Oklahoma, really, and Nigeria, both. Yeah, and, that's exactly what we're planning to do, yeah. And this is something, and I said this at the beginning, I didn't really realize that this is where we were going to go, but the techno technology has basically made it where anywhere can be Hollywood for you. There are people right now in Idaho and in, 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 in London, not London, that's obvious, but I mean, any part of the world, I mean, I, I'm not a, a freaking geography major, but yeah. like, no matter where you are in the world, if you're dreaming right now of creating films or creating TV shows, mm -hmm. you can do it. Like, there's anyway. nothing stopping you. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing stopping you from having a TV show, creating films. I mean, like I said at the very beginning, I'm more involved in the entertainment industry and, well, and ministry, but in the entertainment industry also, I shot a commercial yesterday from this spot. Like, I'm I'm more involved now than I've ever been, yeah. and I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, like, I never thought, like, I thought when I decided to stay here, it's like, well, okay, or even when I went back to Oklahoma, I thought, well, that dream is dead. No, yeah. it's not. It's not dead at all. Like, in yeah. fact... It's all available for every single one of you watching. That's and right. And the Oklahoma Film and Music um, Agency has been very helpful. The same with the Tulsa Film Music and Hats um, and Culture. They've been very, very helpful with, uh, you know, 
if you want to do anything, they'll they will just connect with you and help you with sure. locations and whatever that you need and make you your work even much more easier. So I want to encourage more people to look at Oklahoma and come in and do their movies here and bring more uh, cast and crew. And I must tell you this, don't tell anyone. Okay. Our cast, our crew, all of them, Proudly Tulsa. Tulsa? Proudly of Tulsa. Tulsa but it's a little funny. <laughs> I, I personally, I'm a big fan. Like, I'm from Oklahoma City, but yeah. I love Tulsa. Tulsa reminds me more of, like, L.A. It reminds me more of Dallas, even. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Tulsa. I love the people there. Um, I, I worked in, when I was lived in Oklahoma before I sold our healthcare organization, okay. uh, I worked in Tulsa a lot with like the home healthcare agencies, the Kaiser hospital there, uh, the big, uh, the one on Utica. And then what is the giant, uh, in South Tulsa towards. Yeah. Big in South Tulsa, that tall. Yeah. I worked, I worked. Showing the, join the oil and gas. Oh, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a, Tulsa is a great, great place. And plus there was hills and trees there. And that's even better. So it's not flat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, listen, man, I am, uh, I'm so excited for you. And uh, I believe in this project. I'm excited that I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited just for all that God has in store for you. 2021 is going to be a very special year for you. Um, I love your work, and I'm just so grateful that you stopped by Gratitude Unfiltered. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. I will talk to you soon. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Sam Ojo, everyone. Yes, sir. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone. Wow, that was awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here everywhere. Uh, Thank you for everyone that downloaded the podcast and is listening here. Thank you for everyone watching on social media. And, of course, the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Um, Also, if you guys have any uh, prayer requests, anything like that at all, do not hesitate to reach out. We love you. God bless. See you soon.